This is the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Ann Samoylov. Today, we're going to talk about five automations you should be using even if you're live launching. So no matter if you're live launching, you've got something that's always available, here are things that will save your mind, your, your you know, lower your stress levels, and really are just good business practices. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you what they are, why. I'm going to tell you a few tools that have really um, helped me turn the corner on this. So if you are interested in learning what these five automations are, keep listening. The Fearless Launching Show was created to answer the question, how can I launch my big idea to the world in the most simple, straightforward way possible and reach more of the right people? I'm your host, Ann Samoylov, and I've been helping six and seven figure business owners launch for over a decade. And while I love geeking out about improving launches, new launch strategies, what's working, what's not working, I'm also obsessed with exploring the heart, the mind, the challenges of running your own business. And that's what we're going to do each and every week. I want to show you how to launch that course or coaching program or other creative work and navigate the journey of being an online entrepreneur. So if you're ready for some new perspectives, some new stories around launching, well, I can't wait to share those with you. Let's get into today's episode. This week, we're going to talk about five automations you can and should be using even if you're live launching. And I say live launching because typically people think, oh, well, if I'm launching live, then I need to kind of do things in a certain way, that I can't use automation. And I'm here to tell you that's just not true. (laughs) So these automations, some of them, you'll be like, oh yeah, I use that. Oh yeah, I use that. But it is important to remember, automation isn't necessarily a bad thing. Now, before we go into what these are, the reason why I even wanted to be really specific and share these with you is that so many people, and including myself, we get into this bad habit, maybe we forget them, you know, maybe we decide we want to do things on the fly or feel more organic when we're doing things. The truth is though, there are a lot of downfalls to doing it that way. So actually just not forgetting to send things and do things during your launch is the number one reason why you should consider using these automations. Number two, and kind of bouncing off of this, is that we get in our heads around launch time. So you start off super confident, you've got your plan, you've got your map, whatever it is, and you're ready to go. But then if you don't have things automated, you start rethinking things and you start changing your plan. You start changing what emails, when, oh, maybe I shouldn't send that. Maybe I shouldn't post that. Uh, Do I really need to do that piece of content? Do I really need to go live over there? Uh, Is this offer even good? The thing about automation is it allows you, it allows us to get out of our own way. Don't rely on your mental, you know, your mindset during a launch to help you continue to show up. And I say that only because not everybody's this way. Some people can um, automate a lot in their business and on their launches and still have issues with mindset and confidence and wondering, should they send this? Is this enough? You know, feeling enough, maybe feeling not enough. 
But I want to tell you that like a lot of people struggle with this. They second guess themselves and second guessing just takes you off track. If you've spent the time to create a really complete launch map, if you gave yourself enough time to build all the pieces, and if you also gave yourself enough time to really understand what your ideal person, customer, audience member, what your ideal client needs, wants, desires, then you've done your job. And automation is going to be just this wonderful gift you can give your future launch self so that during the launch, you aren't thinking about those little things. You're thinking, oh, I see this person just liked this thing and made this comment or, oh, you know, or thinking about additional strategies. Hmm, do we have a cart kind of, what is it, when someone lands on the cart and then, then there's an, that's another automation. And then your system can send them some sort of like, hey, we saw you started your order. I mean, I get those all the time. Of course, during Black Friday, it was like, are you sure you don't want this Black Friday sale? Anyways, so we get in our heads. So this is a way to get out of our own way, get out of our heads and get the important kind of critical pieces, make sure that the stuff we planned actually kind of is followed through on. And the number three thing I wanted to kind of share before we go into this is that automation, and I think that this used to be my, I'm pretty sure that I used to think this, that when people were talking about automation, they were like, set it and forget it. Okay, I can just set this up and I can go disappear. But that is not true. Automation actually requires a lot of attention and it requires you to look at what's happening and see what's happening and respond to what's happening in terms of like, if an email isn't getting opened or if a page isn't getting enough traffic, you still have to know those things, right? So let's dive in. And we're going to talk about the five automations that I really think are important to set up. These are not the only ones, but these are ones that I think you got to have set up. This is not, these are not up for negotiation. Okay, so number one, you need acceptance, thank you emails, etc. Those types of things like, hey, we just saw this thing you submitted. You submitted a form, you bought something. This is for leads and customers. You need to confirm with people that you received their request. You saw that they purchased something. You need to acknowledge the step people take, the steps people take. They sign up for a webinar. They get a thank you email telling them what to do next. They buy your program. You tell them, what comes next. And these emails can be a little bit longer and a little bit more instructive in, in terms of like really making someone feel good about that decision they just made. Even if it's just a webinar, even if it's just they filled out an application for your coaching program, even if it's a, you know, they bought like, let's say a 30 day email prompt course or something like that. I'm just kind of guessing. Something that won't require them or won't mean that they get any of your personal attention. But that thank you email is the thing that acknowledges like, hey, I saw you bought this. This is awesome. Thanks. Here's what's good. Here's what you're going to do. Here's how to get the most out of it. Those are really important things to automate. Okay. So always make sure you really pay attention to what that thank you, thank you for making that decision you just made email. 
at every step of the process. And actually, I would even go as far as to say, how are you thanking people every step of the process? So of course, thank you. I don't, I'm not going to go into pages necessarily, but you want a really instructive, welcoming thank you page. No matter what stage of the process it is, someone is coming to you. Those thank you pages are, even if someone you think someone just gets to it and then they click off of it, if it's welcoming, if it's friendly, if it gives them information, they're bound to stay. So this is why people talk about thank you pages and thank you emails so much because it's just an easy way to let someone know, hey, you made a good decision and this is why and here's what I'm going to do to help you. So that's it. So that's the first one. Acceptance, thank you email, something like that. So whether it's a coaching program, it's a course, it's something that the, a digital product that someone just has purchased and then they're never going to receive anything else from you necessarily about that product. Um, that's one, one automation. Okay. So the second automation, it, it is going to require a little bit of you, your prep, and that is pre-scheduled launch social media. So there's going to be two ways to do this. You're either just going to make the social media for every single phase of your launch and it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be every single thing you'll post during the launch, but you do want the main decision points during your launch. Sign up for the webinar. Hey, thanks for attending the webinar. Um, come to my Facebook Live. Hey, enrollment is now open. Think about all those big milestones that you or we're closing that you can post during your launch. Think about before, during, and after. Okay. Now, if you're in the launch incubator, then you know I'm all about my hub uh, in terms of where we pull this information from. But even if you don't have any sort of um, repurposed content, you can and should still use pre-scheduled social media. This is one of the spots where we second guess ourselves, where we decide we don't need to do anything. We, I'm not going to post anything today. I do this still. So I always have to tell myself, what are you, what are you going to at least bare minimum schedule to go out during the launch? So that's going to be a work in progress for you. But I do say start with those big milestones. Hey, coming soon. Hey, we're opening tomorrow. Hey, we're open. Hey, fast action bonus. Like think about the things that are happening that you want people to know about that actually help people also make their decisions. Okay. Um, all right. So this next number three, the next automation is actually one for you. And I know <laughs> notifications are annoying. Okay. I'm just going to say that straight up. And I know that we've been told over the years, turn off your notifications for when people join your list, etc. When people leave your list, but during your launch, I say turn them on, okay? At the very least, turn on new subscribers and new buyers. Anybody who comes in the door, that should always be on because that's also another touch point, another opportunity for you to say, to like find them on social media, to find, to like send them a little note, to check in your, you know, in your back end, your CRM to see when they joined, what they bought, whatever. And so you can reach out to them and say, hey, I just saw you join the incubator. That's awesome. 
Um, that's awesome. I've been excited. I saw your application. So I'm really happy you took the decision. You made the decision to join us. So get those notifications. Also, even if they're leads during your launch, it's a great time. So one thing I like to do is if I'm in a launch and I see someone signing up for some random lead magnet, I'll be like, oh, I need to reach out to them and say, hey, just FYI, we're launching right now. I just saw that you downloaded that thing that workbook, that roadmap, whatever, but we also have this live webinar happening. So don't miss out on those leads. Now I know you're probably thinking, oh, do I have to reach out to people one-on-one? -on -one? And the answer is, I'm sorry, boo. Yes, <laughs> yes, you should. Don't like isolate yourself in this like cabin or this lighthouse thinking, I don't have to talk to anyone. Everything will happen um, magically without anybody talking to me or me having to communicate with anybody. That is a special thing when you get, like I remember when I got notified, over the years I've gotten notified when I've joined things and people have sent me voice memos and little, little, little trinkets or something like that. But sometimes it doesn't even have to be a gift literally emailing them or voice memoing them or calling them. I used to do this a lot. It's a great way just to let people know, hey, hey, I saw you just did this. That was, you know, I'm really excited to work with you. What are you, what is your, what are you working on right now? Like just to kind of find out who they are and what they need. So this notification of new buyers, new applicants, new leads is a great thing to have. It really, and it will pump you up as well, okay? <laughs> selfish, selfish sidebar. It'll help pump you up as well. Okay, now, number four. We talked about pre-scheduled social media. So, if you follow the process that I teach, which <laughs> I feel like a, most, most people who are doing their launches at a higher level are already doing this, where you already are writing your launch emails in advance, where you've got at least a Google Doc of them that you maybe update or you create, or let's say you just create from scratch every single time, though I would never recommend creating from scratch. But just let's just say, every time you launch, you got a Google Doc, there's emails in it. I want you to either A, schedule them to be kind of like a campaign or a sequence in your email service provider, email marketing provider, or at least pre-schedule them, period. Like if you know when they've got to go out, great. And, and that will also give you time to kind of think through who do they go to, when do they go out, are there people who shouldn't be in this list, and it'll help you start thinking through some of those things well in advance of actually sending them out and then realizing you're sending them to people who don't even want to hear from you, you know? So doing this kind of work up front is so important. The That's one thing. Secondly, people need those reminders. So this is why I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, you need to basically have that sales, those all the sales emails, ready to go. Now, let's say you're doing a webinar and you only want to send them to the people on the webinar. Well, if you're doing this in advance, you can also think, hmm, how can I remind the rest of my list that I'm actually launching to? Well, you get to write like a little, maybe a couple emails just go out to the whole list 
not the people who are on the webinar, like anybody else who didn't see the webinar. It gives you that opportunity to also schedule those during the actual launch. The other thing too is that reminders are kind of like mini commercial breaks. So you don't have to have them all being like these uh, lengthy marketing direct response flavor thing. Some of them, some of them, honestly, the most important ones that I find people just kind of don't send <laughs> are the, hey, we're closing tonight. Hey, a couple more hours. Do you have any questions? We're closing in one hour. Like, how many of you have a resistance to sending multiple closing emails? I know many of you might have that, you know, like, oh, I don't really want to send three. I'll just send two. Doing this in advance, again, gets you out of your own way. And I want to recommend that if you ever have any kind of resistance to sending emails in general, do this. Send people emails. So you have like kind of like your main interested people. Maybe you have your kind of main list minus those people. And then maybe you actually have like another list of people that are definitely not interested. They've said no. This really allows you to figure out who your emails need to go to, where your communication needs to go to. Okay. And once you figure it out once, then when it comes time to launch, you'll be able to just go into your sequence or go into those you know, past scheduled emails and use them again. Okay. Now the fifth automation, which really, I know a lot of people don't like them, but I do believe they work. I appreciate them when they're on a page. Like, honestly, I think we all know that we can hit the stop button on our web browser. So a page doesn't redirect. That happens. If this is new to you, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is how you get past this as a consumer. However, timers, when used correctly, are an important automation piece, okay? Even, and this is great for fixed end deadlines, like, um, like a fixed launch that's like Monday through Friday or whatever. This is great even for ongoing evergreen automated funnels. So you don't want to, first of all, the reason why we have them is because it's a deadline for your people. Yes, but it's also a deadline for you. It's for you to give people a specific period of time and only email them in that period of time. What, are you going to just continually email people every single day about something until they say yes or no? I think that we, we, we miss out on this one piece that the deadline is actually for you too, to also help you design kind of like what's going to happen within that five days, okay? That maybe someone is, I'm going to talk first about like just evergreen and automated things. Five days is long enough for someone to know about something for them to make that decision if they want it right now. And here's the best part. If someone reaches out to you, you can be like, yeah, I'll let you in. You can do that. But I don't think there's anything wrong with having a deadline on a page because guess what? It helps me make a decision. It helps you make a decision. And it also has you, because otherwise we would not make decisions. And that is the truth. There are no 
even if it's like a, like there was a, there's a page in one of my kind of more non-technical, non-automated funnel-y type things where I realized, oh gosh, I took the deadline funnel off of that. Deadline funnel is a tool I use, but it's certainly not the only tool. And I said, you know, what I've noticed since I take, took that off is that there are less people kind of raising their hand for that offer. So I'm going to try to put that back on again, you know, I'm going to put that back on again and then, you know, do my best to not offer that person that thing again for a while. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I think it's totally fine to do. I know people like to like ride their high horse of integrity and say, oh, timers aren't, aren't, don't have any integrity. But like, I think they're important because with all of the stuff that's going on, I think we know, especially those automated ones, we know it's not going to be the last time we get that offer. But man, there are some people who do believe it's the last time. But for the majority of the people, I know you listening to this right now, you know that that's not the last offer. It's just this offer. Also, one other thing I want to mention is it is a great way to make sure that you can test out different pieces of the offer, different bonuses. Because if you say, hey, buy in this time, buy in the next five days, and maybe your next offer to them is not going to have that same bonus, is not going to have that same payment plan. So it's a way for you to be able to try different things out with your offers and and serve your person in a different way, maybe every time and try to experiment and try to figure out what is that thing that that person needs, wants, desires, is struggling with, whatever the case is. So don't discount timers. When used correctly, when used in emails, I personally like to see email timers. You know, honestly, email timers are a little iffy for me. However, I'm okay seeing them the last couple of days of the promotion because there is a real, if a promotion is closing, I want to know about it, right? And if, if something is going, if a replay is no longer going to be available, I'm going to want to know about that too. So just use your best judgment on what you would want to know about. When is it not going to be available for you anymore? So it's okay, okay? I don't think anybody is going to, if you've ever thought, gosh, I don't want to use timers, those feel really janky. No one's judging you, okay? People need a little bit of a push to know that that they only have a specific period of time to get this specific offer that they're currently looking at on their screen. It doesn't mean that they can't buy again. It just means that this specific offer may not be available again. Okay, so those are the five automations I wanted to tell you about. The thank you, acceptance, thank you um, for making your decision, whether it's a lead or a customer, someone who's joining your list, someone who's joining, um, coming to work with you as a client or a customer, as a student, to a pre-scheduled social media, the main announcements gotta be pre-scheduled. Don't miss out on that. Everything from open to closing day. Notification of new buyers and new leads during your launch so that you can be interactive with those people, find out what they need, find out what they're, find out why they joined, etc. And also redirect them if they're looking at something that has nothing to do with what you're launching, but they might be interested. Number four, reminders and actually just 
sales emails are reminders, but look for ways to pre-schedule those types of emails. And number five, timers. When used correctly are really important, important automations. Okay, so we didn't do anything too crazy. Those are related to live launches, evergreen, automated, whatever type of launch you want to do. So some of the tools that I wanted to recommend, I actually wanted to kind of hat in hand, come forward and say that, you know, for many years, there was a tool that just bugged the crap out of me. I'm not going to lie. It bugged me. I was like, oh, so all these companies have like some sort of, like, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know if I thought it was some sort of weird automation conspiracy or what, but I was literally so against Zapier. (laughs) And now it is literally my assistant pretty much. Like, you know, you can, with the paid accounts, you can set up multiple things. So like, even if you don't know, even if like you don't have like an all-in-one system, like a Kajabi or a Teachable or whatever, you don't have like a, an all-in-one platform that does all the work for you of getting someone, you know, delivered your stuff. Like if they sign up for a freebie or if they purchase, giving them access to your program, let's say you have all these different tools Zapier really does do a really great job of helping you put those together. And all of these seemingly unrelated tools all of a sudden can speak to one another, which for me is just mind blowing. And my, you know, I, I feel like what I've been doing up to the point of using Zapier was adding people to like manually to campaigns or automations, manually adding a tag to them so that then they would go into that automation manually, you know, like it was just ongoing. So um, I use it for people who are filling out an application right now. The main one that I have is, well, that's not the only one, but the main uh, one that I'm using right now is when people fill out an application for the launch incubator, which if you've heard me talk about it a little bit here, but if you want to know more about that, I put a link in the show notes below so you can just check out what I'm talking about. But fill out that application. That is a paper form form. And then it basically feeds the rest of my stuff that I have that all these other things that it goes through from, you know, sending that person an email, letting me know that there's someone who applied, you know, and we have this for the leads and for the customers and for the clients as well. But I find that that is, it has been amazing. It literally has been amazing that, that now I don't have to worry about this. Like I was always worried like, oh, I have active campaign for this and Kajabi for this. But Zapier allows me to like add them to both. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, I like that. Um, Also, I wanted to say paper form is one of these really great, um, I I hadn't been using it. I've had it for years. And now I'm using it because during a recent, um, when we recently were accepting some applications right before Thanksgiving for the incubator, I was able to go in and I'm like, oh, these are, these are like, incomplete submissions, partial submissions, they saved them, which I thought that was really great because then it allowed me to, one, one person did try to submit her application and it wouldn't go through because something kind of messed up tech wise. But then I was able to reach out to the other folks who had put their, who had only done partial submissions. So, I mean, granted, 
maybe the person who got those emails <laughs> was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you could see my, my submission. But yeah, you can. I did not know that. So paper form is really cool too. So check those two out. Zapier can do quite a bit. Okay. So just when you're going through like all of your systems and how people go from a lead to a customer and what they get as a result, just think about what that process is. And if it doesn't happen already automatically in your existing technical or your tech stack, consider using Zapier. I was quite surprised at how easy it was to set up and um, um, kudos to the um, Mariah Cause team for really opening my eyes to that. And also I want to say, I think it was Jordan Gill um, who did her done in a day or yeah, five day. She did like a two day or three day virtual event, like maybe earlier this year that I was at. Maybe it was last year. I can't remember. But uh, there was a woman on there who actually did mention this, that she creates these automations with Zapier and Airtable and stuff. And I was just like intrigued at the time, but now I'm like fully all in to this. So um, I hope you'll think about the automations that I've shared with you today because they can really save you a ton of time, a ton of headache, a ton of second guessing yourself. And, you know, you know, when you're at that mapping stage of your launch, that's when you are your clearest. So that's why I, and you're most excited and you're most confident. And I want you to utilize that time when you're built, you know, after you've mapped and you're building things, you're still in that confident place before the doors open where everything can kind of hit the, you know, hit the fan. I want you to think about using and leveraging that feeling that excitement that you have at the very beginning to autom create some of these automations for yourself. You will thank yourself. You're like, gosh, I'm glad I didn't like second guess that email or not post that thing. Um, these are things that will serve you, give you a ton more time, but also get you in front of more people. Okay. All right. Enough on automations. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I will talk to you soon. Hey there, thanks for listening to today's episode. I want to take a moment to invite you to apply for my program, The Launch Incubator. This program is specifically for coaches, creatives, and consultants who are looking to diversify their business, or maybe they've had a diverse business and don't want to choose between creating a new course or a membership, getting rid of their clients. If you literally feel like your business is all over the place, but you want to launch and you want to start launching smarter and actually growing your business, I, I want to invite you to apply. And what's going to happen when you apply is you're going to, I will obviously look at your application, but then you will be eligible for a, an exclusive private training that I've created, which is all about actually how to make sense of a weird business model. If you're not, if you don't fit into the, I've got one course and I'm going to scale it to 3 million. If you've got clients and if you've got a course or if you've got an idea for a physical product and you're just trying to figure out how to put it all together, how to launch everything, how to keep your head on straight, this training is for you. But I also, of course, want you to be interested in being part of the Launch Incubator, which really is the best way that I know and that I use myself to really systematize my launches so they are no longer starting from scratch, 
all over the place. I'm not second guessing myself or trying to do trying to do this strategy, that strategy, or only focusing on one product. Okay, so I'd love to see you apply for the launch incubator. You can go there at ansamorelove.com forward slash incubator and submit your application. I will look at it probably within the day or so that I receive it. And then I'll get back to you and we can figure out how to make your business start kind of coming together and make it not so difficult to launch. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Take care.